When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama, what a play! It is Wednesday, and you know what that means. It's time for Jess and Meg to take over the Sooner Sports Podcast. Welcome in to another edition, everybody. I'm Jessica Goody alongside Meg McDonald and a very special guest coming up for you today. Uh, since we started this podcast a couple of years ago, one of the biggest requests we've had to uh, have on as a guest is Annie Hansen, the director of recruiting for Oklahoma football. She's also an assistant athletics director at the University of Oklahoma. An incredible journey. She's a former student athlete, ran track and field, uh, ran track at for the Sooners and then just getting back to her alma mater in, in such an incredible role. Uh, you know, so I think a lot of interest in what, what her journey kind of entails and uh, we're excited to get to share that with you. I cannot wait for all the listeners to get to know Annie Hansen on a more personal level. Granted, recruits get to know her on a personal level. Like something she mentioned was she loves building those relationships and I think that's how She's been so successful, but we also dive into, yes, being a woman in a male-dominated industry, what that has been like for her, and one thing, I took notes a little bit, one thing that stood out to me was she earned her voice and credibility by working hard. She didn't just fall into this great job. She isn't just successful for no reason. She works her tail off every single day. She references Steve Jobs and his story of how he's just been great. He doesn't He's not good. He's great. He's the best and that details matter. So really, really excited for everyone to hear this interview. I'm motivated 
after listening to her, I'm ready to run through a wall and get to work. So cannot wait for you guys to listen to this. And we'll just uh, shut up right now so we can uh, get right to it. Here is Annie Hansen on the Sooner Sports Podcast. The Sooner Sports Podcast is brought to you in part by OU Extended Campus. Degrees online, on-site, on your schedule. Become the tradition. And Mercy. At Mercy, your life is our life's work. And Express Employment Professionals, a premier workforce management provider to Sooner Nation. To find a job or make your next hire, visit ExpressPros.com. Sooner fans interested in OU football season tickets for the 2020 season, call or text 405-325-2424 or visit Soonersports.com today for more information. Don't miss a second of the action. All right, well, since we started this ladies podcast a couple of years ago and then since we brought it back, uh, our number one requested guest for a potential guest is Annie Hansen. Well, today is your lucky day, ladies and gentlemen. Joining us on the Sooner Sports Podcast is Annie Hansen, Assistant Athletic Director, Recruiting Strategy and Administrative Engagement. Uh, the I think I got all of them in there, but works with football, basically recruiting with football, but she also is an Assistant AD here at the University of Oklahoma. Annie, thank you so much. I know you're crazy busy doing virtual recruits and, and everything you got on your plate right now. Thank you so much for having me. I'm obviously very excited to be on and really appreciate and feel honored to be included in this. Well, I think for the most part, I think a lot of people just want to know your journey, how you got to this point, because, you know, as we're going to get into, it's, it's still relatively new to have um, a lot of women, not just in, in the position that you're in with football, but also, you know, in the administrative um, role with, within an athletics department. So let's start from the beginning. You're a former track and field athlete. You transferred to Oklahoma, but why track and field? What, what were your events and how did that bring you here? Yeah, for sure. So I grew up on a farm um, in Clay Center, Kansas, and I was actually a multi-sport athlete growing up. Uh, but track obviously provided a full scholarship to college, which is what led me to OU. I actually initially started out at Georgia Tech, uh, but transferred to OU after my second season uh, in Atlanta. And I specifically specialized in the 800, the mile, and the steeplechase. Uh, and steeplechase, for those that don't know, uh, is the one that nobody else wants to do. So <laughs> it's where you jump in the puddles, right? Yes, jump in puddles, try to jump over puddles. Yes, that was the only reason I had any bit of success. But, uh, no, just really appreciated my opportunity to be at OU, to be an athlete at OU, to be engaged with the student body. I mean, it was the best experience I could have ever asked for. Okay, Annie, before we get even further into this interview, I have to ask, what is the actual correct terminology for puddles in the steeplechase? There's no <laughs> <type of> puddle. <laughs> well, yes. No, I'd say, you know, we, we call them like the water jumps, water barriers. Uh, there you go. Learn something yeah. new every day. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Okay, so after you do your undergrad at Oklahoma, you start getting into recruiting after your master's. What originally got you into this type of work? Yeah, I actually grew up loving sports. I love participating in sports. I'm a huge competitor. And so when I finished my undergraduate in business administration at OU, I went straight into the Intercollegiate Athletics Administration program uh, while serving as a graduate assistant in the Sooner Club. And during that time, I was also assisting with other departments 
uh, with the ultimate goal of just really learning as much as I could uh, prior to starting my first full-time job. Um, and so I was fortunate to be hired as the assistant director in the Sooner Club, uh, working in fundraising and development. Um, and I'm really grateful for that experience because I feel like it really did help me in terms of preparing for recruiting specifically. Um, and, you know, I, go, I look back on just the mentorship that I had during that time prior to jumping into recruiting. I mean, it just, it was a really awesome experience. Um, and really the reason I love what I do, I think it stems back from, from that particular experience. So, you know, I love recruiting because, you know, recruiting is really all about loving people and getting them to trust you with their goals and dreams. And there's no greater feeling when a recruit you know, scores their first touchdown or makes their first A in the Sooner uniform. And, and you know, people laugh because I, I tend to cry on the sidelines when we see <laughs> moments like that happen. The players are always laughing at me. But it kind of comes full circle in terms of being able to help people. Um, and that all started, like I said, at OU. Uh, it's really, really a special opportunity to be back here serving in this role. So, So at North Carolina, I mean, did you get into recruiting there? I mean, was that what you were hired for to do recruiting at North Carolina? Yes. So I started as director of on-campus recruiting at Carolina. I had never worked in recruiting before. The only recruiting experience I really had was my time as a student athlete. I knew what my official visits looked like, but outside of that, um, you know, I helped a little with football when Matt McMillan was director of football operations here at OU. And so just knew enough to uh, really have an open mind. And I think because I didn't know a whole lot, my approach was probably much different than the traditional approach already. It was a female jumping into this football role, but then also someone that really didn't have a whole lot of experience specifically in how things have always been. And because of that, we started doing things a little bit more innovatively. Um, and that position led to an assistant athletic director role um, by the time I had finished at Carolina. At the time, did you know any women doing, uh, did you reach out? How did you know how to approach this type of, of gig? Yeah, so Nikki Moore, uh, who so many of you are familiar with, uh, was a very, very strong advocate and mentor of mine when she was serving as Senior Associate Athletics Director at the University of Oklahoma. And she had uh, moved into that capacity at Carolina um, and really continued to kind of just serve as a champion for me. And so when I first decided to get involved with college athletics, one of the things that I asked her was, you know, what are things that you wish you would have known um, back when you were my age or what would you have done differently? And she had told me that um, she recommended that I get into development and in football, because as you guys know, football obviously is the main revenue generator for for athletics programs and then development, figuring out how to be able to motivate people to uh, give their hard-earned dollars to an athletics department was a really valuable experience that she um, didn't necessarily have a whole lot of. And um, in terms of being an administrator, um, those are two areas she had mentioned that I should dive into as quickly as I could. So um, that's kind of what motivated me to really target those areas. And I'm really thankful for that advice because I feel like she was absolutely right. When I got to football, you know, they asked, why do you want to get into this? And what the ultimate goal of serving as an athletics administrator 
uh, being able to explain that I just wanted to get in the hearts and the ears and minds of football coaches to figure out how they were making decisions and what was motivating them to make the moves that they were making um, was was actually a pretty great thing. So, so Lincoln so, Riley makes the phone call to you after you have just gotten a promotion at North Carolina. I know it's your alma mater, but bigger than that, why Coach Riley? Why did you want to come work for him? Well, I will say I was very fortunate to work under an amazing leader in Coach Larry Fedora at UNC while also being mentored by Nikki still. So it was a really challenging decision to make. Um, and they both really invested in my growth. Like you mentioned, I'd just been hired as or promoted to assistant AD. Um, and so as I was moving into my new corner office, literally, I received <laughs> a message from Coach Riley to give him a phone call. And so after talking with my husband and quite a few leaders that I had admired at OU, I felt like it would be a tremendous opportunity to come back, which it really didn't take a whole lot of thought. But, um, you know, it, it was definitely the timing of it wasn't probably what I would have initially thought would be best. But as you guys know, sometimes you don't always get to choose when you make those moves. And, you know, for me, it was hard because my husband was still coaching at UNC. We were together happily ever after living our life um, in a really cool place, working for a great program. Um, but, you know, Lincoln talked with Zach on several accounts and uh, in terms of just making sure that it would be a great situation for both of us. And so um, obviously I was very honored to get the call and grateful for Coach Riley. Joe, Zach Selman even was involved in what I call my second recruitment back to OU. So it was pretty cool. Definitely moved quickly. My first day was the Monday of our first home game. Oh, wow. <laughs> I remember seeing you and it just like, okay, this is a whirlwind, but we're going to make this work. Exactly, exactly. Yes, my first day I was kind of working from uh, Chapel Hill at night, you know, trying to get stuff together. And so my very first day I called kind of an all department staff meeting in the Red Room and just kind of outlined the expectations for what we were hoping to make a great weekend and was thankful for so many people for just stepping up. I think having the relationships that I did prior to, I knew who to call. I knew to call Greg Tipton to get advice about um, the event space and all those things that that really did help a lot. So outside of you starting this job and like everything was happening all at once, what has been the biggest challenge that you've had to overcome in this line of work or like an aha moment where you were able to get better at your job or break some of those barriers as a woman? You know, I would say... I've been very fortunate to work for two really great head coaches and two really great athletics directors who've really empowered me to lead and make decisions and kind of have a strong voice. And while I don't know that I've necessarily broken through any barriers or, or um, you know, had a significant time where a challenge just felt like it was accomplished, I will say that I've worked incredibly hard and strive to produce really meaningful results that really ultimately led to earning that voice and credibility. Um, and I think that's something that anytime you have the opportunity to just win somebody over by proving to them through hard work um, that you are fit for a position or you are the person that's right for this role, um, I think you've got to take advantage of it. And so that's kind of always been my thing. I don't know if you guys saw, but Zach Selman just recently 
um, came out, they had an article on athletic director you and it says, you know, make excellence your brand. And I think that that's such great advice because you think about people that you can count on that every time they're going to be excellent, regardless of what they do. That's really what's kind of helped me jump over hurdles, quote unquote, if you will, um, in a pretty male dominated world. So when you first started this thing, we were talking before we started recording about how it, it was very kind of uncharted territory to have women in that role. But even, you know, going back to when we did a big push for National Girls and Women in Sports Day, just the statistics of women, uh, female head coaches is, is like 40 something percent um, for, for, women's co- for women's sports. But then, you know, with ADs, there's, there's only a handful of, of female ADs at Power Five schools. And so just the percentages of women kind of in these leadership roles is, it's, it's not as high as what hopefully I think mm-hmm. we're working towards. So being from where you started to where you are now, how much are you kind of seeing that trend more a little bit in the way of women being in administrative roles and administrative roles for football? There's definitely an upward trend for women working in football administration, which is amazing. Um, I feel old when I tell my mentees this, but when I first got started, it was a pretty lonely world. And that was just a few years ago. Um, I feel like there's been so many amazing women in the field now that really do have a strong and powerful impact on the sport. Um, And I think, you know, that goes back to just the evolution of, of time, but also just the innovative leaders that we've empowered to make decisions. You know, Lincoln Riley is a very innovative leader. Josie is a very innovative leader. They're open to new ways of doing things. And um, I'm grateful that um, that was recognized early on in my career. You mentioned Nikki Moore as someone who has given you advice early on in your career. And now you mentioned that you are mentoring other young thriving people, kids, whatever you want to call it, but mm-hmm. what advice do you give those up-and-coming college students or graduates who are not just getting into recruiting, but into a leadership role? For sure. I would say that um, without a doubt, you know, you have to be confident in who you are. Um, I am a big believer in hard work and treating people the right way while you're working hard, um, but you do. You have to believe in yourself and um, make the little things count. Be really precise in how you do everything. Be known, regardless of what you're doing, that it's going to be great. You know, the, the saying of this, whatever you are, be a good one, be a great one. Like, be that person that everybody knows that regardless of the task at hand, you're going to make it excellent. Um, I had a, we, well, we did a, a really cool Grow You session the other day with the team, um, where we had one of the executives of Learfield on the call, and he referenced Steve Jobs' obsession with the things unseen. Um, and when Steve was a kid, his dad was out painting a fence in their front yard, and um, he was painting the back of the fence. And he asked his dad, you know, why are you doing that? And, you know, obviously nobody's ever going to see it. And, and he told Steve, you know, they may not see it, but I will know. And the same holds true with, you know, how we operate and how we do things like what, especially once we get back to normal during this period of time, but like always do things the right way. And just keep in mind that every detail matters. Everything is important. That's what I I try to tell people all the time. And that's something that I try to live by as well. Hey, speaking of that, um, since you brought it up, um, 
how challenging has it been to recruit and, you know, stay innovative and do all the things that, that you guys do recruiting wise with not being able to have on-campus visits and not being coaches, not being able to travel. And I know it's something across the country, but how challenging has it been for you guys? For sure. I think every director of recruiting would tell you that this was a challenge unforeseen and one that required us to adapt very quickly. Uh, I am so proud of our team and the way we've really used our time um, in terms of just the production and, and quality of what we're doing right now. But as you guys know, I'm a very face-to-face -face people person. I love engaging um, with people in person. And so that's been a challenge for me. I'd say the other thing too is I, I thought I was really tech savvy. Yes, yes. Until I learned about all these new applications and ways of doing things. But the one thing I will say that will serve as a huge benefit for us when this is all said and done is that we now have amazing electronic tools that can help supplement what we're doing on campus in person and even kind of uh, serve as um, exclamation points to visits while kids are back you know, on the airplane, trying to make a decision with their parents, talking through pros and cons. We've got extra reminders now of why OU is the absolute best place to be. <laughs> Annie, it's so funny. I've been curious about this because I was a D1 athlete myself, went through the entire recruiting process, cannot imagine what it's like now with all the technology. Like all that I did was call the coach, right? Mm -hmm. Once a week, once every two weeks. How do you kind of stay fresh, stay hip, and just sparking that creativity to make things a little unique? We are very blessed to have a, an amazing creative team of recruiting folks that um, really work well together in terms of bouncing ideas off each other. Um, I'm married to a football coach, which definitely helps significantly because I have a lot of quirky ideas that maybe you know in my mind awesome but he tends to help me kind of tone them down to football mode if you will <laughs> um but honestly like i said the majority of our creative um efforts come from a team approach and when we are able to sit down and brainstorm whether it's over a zoom or in person once a week it's pretty amazing what we can come up with collectively As you guys know too once somebody spits out an idea all of a sudden we start we're able to hone in on that craft and our coaches have helped a lot recently with just coming up with new ideas and um, in terms of being able to execute them, you know, Zach Heffley and John Baker are from our graphics side have done a tremendous job of just really bringing our ideas to life. So I'm, I'm so thankful. I can't imagine what we would be doing without that, that crew right now. Yeah. I'm always amazed when we go to our Monday meetings and like, you know, what we kind of, some of the, the sessions that happen from, you know, Heisman campaigns or, you know, certain different events that come up that, you know, I think a lot of people, um, you know, while Sooner Vision, we're covering the football team, but a lot of what we do still plays into the recruiting aspect. So we, the way that, you know, that the, when the teams come together, like you were saying, like just this specific team, you know, those Monday meetings are um, exhilarating. And I do think that's, that's a great point is that, you know, for me too, a lot of my best ideas come from bouncing things off of people. Absolutely. No, I'm glad you referenced that meeting in particular because obviously recruiting 
in order to be excellent at recruiting, everybody has to wear the hat and be on board. And in terms of being able to create a seamless product, just when you come to the table and say, hey, I've got XYZ um, that highlights a certain area or whatever that might be, the fact that we have everybody on board to help with that just completely changes the game. And um, my favorite is, like you said, when we are all together and we're brainstorming an idea and then all of a sudden somebody out of left field says, you know, a certain idea. I obviously can't share things right now, but it, it just, it, I giggle in like a really nerdy kind of way. Like it's just <laughs> awesome. It's awesome to see everybody come together. So anyway, I think it's great. So you mentioned your husband and how things, timing is crazy, right? You were offered a huge job at UNC and then Lincoln Riley calls you and you have to make a decision and your husband was crucial in supporting you. How do you balance being a wife, managing that family and an extremely demanding career? Like we've been trying to get you on this podcast when we first started it like two years ago and you are so busy. How well, do you manage it all? I feel like everybody's biz busy. If you work in college athletics, everyone is busy. No schedule is crazier than another. But um, I will say I've been very fortunate to have a lot of help um, throughout all of this in terms of just good mentorship um, because it is, you know, a different situation with both my husband and I being in the sport. Coach Riley, Joe, Coach Fedora, our um, head coach at UNC, even now Coach Montgomery here at Tulsa, um, their wives, um, Caitlin Riley, I'm telling you what, Ashley Montgomery, they are just amazing people that have helped us kind of navigate this space together. And um, I will say there's been trade-offs um, throughout all of this. And, um, you know, there's times where you kind of have to hold yourself accountable in terms of when you outline your priorities as a family, you've got to make sure that you're actually living those out. And for Zach and me, it's faith, family, football. And so when there's times when our football comes before our faith or football comes before our family, um, we kind of have to check ourselves every once in a while. And, um, you know, I'm extremely proud of Zach because um, I can't imagine what it's like at times to be married to somebody uh, while being in the coaches coaching profession that's so strongly involved in the sport too. Um, and I'm really proud of just the fact that we've both been able to achieve our professional aspirations kind of in harmony, if you will. This, this situation right now with him um, coaching at Tulsa as the offensive line coach has really been a blessing because it's kind of created the best of both worlds scenario. Um, but a great example of kind of how we've been able to balance that Right now, I'm living in Tulsa, so I'm driving to Norman um, to work, and um, that's kind of one of the trade-offs decisions we decided to make in order for our family to feel like we were um, doing what was best for each other before um, before work. Good advice. Um, so we've we've had um, some people submit some questions that um, I want to get to, and um, you know, you've talked about the the mentorship that you've had, but you know, how do you continue to challenge yourself and grow? Um, like what professional development or career development resources do you use to continue to make sure that you are constantly growing and you are evolving as a leader? That's a great question. In fact, I was on the phone last week with a colleague um, that just wanted to chat about professional development. Um, we kind of serve in 
equal capacities in different departments. And he was kind of asking me or what were some things I was doing. And it actually checked me a little bit because I've been so, you know, caught up in just the normal day-to-day -day grind that there's times where professional development gets thrown to the wayside because I'm just ingrained with everything else going on, um, particularly in this role. But um, I would say relationships among every other tool um, are probably the most helpful in terms of the professional development resources. You know, when I first started, I thought signing up for every convention and reading every book was the best way to develop but my relationships with people and the wisdom that they've shared um, and the practical experience that they have really has, that they've shared with me has been the best advice and probably the best resource for me. And, um, you know, I will, I think, I think reading and all of that is awesome, but I would suggest almost picking up a phone before picking up a book. You know, I, I just think that there's so much value in, in learning from other people that have actually done it because not only are you learning from them, but you're also developing that relationship simultaneously. That's awesome. So a profile just came out on you, I believe a week or two ago, and the headline read, don't be afraid to be hot pink in a beige world. First of all, love that. Uh, why do you believe it's important to be able to be yourself in the world of professionalism? Like, how does that help you? Yeah, I know that's a really bold statement. But to be very honest with you guys, I was raised to be confident in who I am and feel grateful to work in an environment where that, you know, very mantra is celebrated in a lot of ways. And um, I just think it's really tough to try to be something that you're not. Trust me, I've done it. Um, and it's just, to me, that's not any fun. And so um, as I've grown, I think it's taken some years of experience to develop that confidence. But um, I think I've just learned that to realize that not everybody's going to always like you, um, but the people that matter will respect you. And um, if you're doing things the right way and doing them well. So um, for me, I'd say that takes time. But again, just building that confidence it may be you know finding a mentor that can pour into you to kind of just bounce ideas off each other or just reinforce kind of the thoughts that you're thinking or even better challenge the ones that you've got so um yeah like I said I know that's bold and maybe a little out there but that's truly how I feel so <laughs> hey no you you were saying that that's kind of how you were raised if you meet Annie's parents like <laughs> they they're not like that they're not just like that with annie they they make me feel like i can do anything like when i met them for the first time and your mom's like you know giving me this pep talk and i'm just like okay i'm gonna go dominate the world today like she's yeah. amazing they're both amazing like they're so friendly i feel like you know for someone that you don't know maybe growing up and then you just meet their you you understand a little bit why people are the way they are and your parents definitely are very motivating, very inspiring and encouraging people, even with that. And, and I'm not even their daughter. <laughs> Absolutely. We call them sometimes to a fault, you know, but my dad, you know, he's a hardworking farmer and banker. And my mom actually just retired as a principal, but was a female that worked tremendously hard to uh, gain a leadership role early on in her profession back when it was even more rare to have someone in a role. So I think that they've done a tremendous job and um, obviously everybody has room for growth, but I'm very grateful to have two parents that really taught me to kind of just be who I am. 
Shout out to Annie's parents. Maybe they'll yes, listen to us shout now. Out <laughs> they'll love it. <laughs> so just we just have time for a couple more. Um, how do you think you've grown? What's been the biggest area of improvement in yourself personally since you've returned to Oklahoma in this new space? I think I've gained a much greater global perspective, not just on the profession, but on life. Um, I really do understand now when people say, you know, just as you, you age, you do develop wisdom and you gain understanding for things far greater than what in the moment seemed like just the most important thing. Um, and the biggest, I, I think, achievement in all of that is that um, when you do that, you take the focus off of yourself and it's more just about the people around you and, and helping them achieve their goals. And I'd say that's probably one of the biggest um, accomplishments just even in this past year is just, you know, being able to help people um, get to a point where they feel like they've succeeded. I mean, it's just such a great feeling um, to know that you've had a hand in that. Um, so yeah, I'd say that. I know that's a probably a pretty vague answer, but it's truly something that um, for me has sent, seemed like a really great accomplishment to be able to help people with that. Okay, so we're going to wrap this thing up with some rapid fire questions. So um, okay. answer these questions as quickly <laughs> as you can. We won't dive into them um, after you, but not necessarily one word answers, but just as quickly as you can. So uh, biggest thing you took away from being a track and field athlete? Hard work. Ooh, simple, but I like it. Key to staying organized. Commitment to a schedule. Okay, so that was another question that we had from somebody else. Do you use, are you like a pen and paper? You do take a lot of notes, I think, but do you have apps? What's, what's like your secret? I'm very detail oriented and I know, I personally know I have to write things down and put them in my personal calendar or they will not happen. <laughs> and I work in an industry where you cannot forget things. And so that's something that, like I said, commitment to a schedule, you have to hold yourself accountable to know that as soon as you know something's happening, put it in your calendar. Proudest moment at Oklahoma? <sighs> Seeing our players and coaches succeed. Awesome. Um, so uh, we've talked about your demanding schedule, uh, as we all do here um, at the university, or well, anybody that works in athletics, period. So favorite activity outside of work? How do you keep your sanity? <sighs> it's a great question, because I don't know that people would say I'm very sane. Um, <laughs> I, and I know, when I signed up for this role, I knew what I was getting into, but um, I, love to, I love to work out. I know I'm my best when I do work out, when I get rest and when I work out. Hey, and you, exactly are a, you are a fan. You work out with Benny Wiley. How tough are his workouts? <laughs> so tough that I don't always do them. I'm telling you what, <laughs> Benny, if Benny was listening to this, he'd say that I've probably on like one hand done the workouts that he's written up because they are, they are hard, but they are awesome. In fact, I was just thinking about how I need to get back into doing his stuff versus my at-home idea of what is a workout right now <laughs> <laughs> okay last question for you annie best part of game days outside of seeing our players and coaches succeed i'd say just seeing your weeks months year of hard work come together in perfect symphony it's almost like it's almost like a big big concert when everything is just flowing all in harmony together and it's and it's kind of a weird 
weird thing, but it's, it's awesome. Well, Annie, thank you so much for your time. I know I personally have enjoyed working with you. I get to work with you a little bit closer than maybe uh, some people that might be listening. So um, you know, you're always so encouraging. And I think kind of what you've talked a lot about it in here is kind of uh, supporting one another. And I, I appreciate you've always kind of supported me in my role. And it's been fun to, to work with you. And I can't wait to see what else is in store. Absolutely. Well, I'm sure proud of you guys and really feel honored, like I said, to be on here today. I obviously don't have all the answers figured out, but just really appreciate what you guys are doing with this podcast. It's just another effort to, uh, you know, empower and, and even celebrate women. So thank you guys for the time. All right. One, one final question uh, as we close this up, because I do think this is kind of maybe an important concept for people that want to get into recruiting, but you talked about kind of building those relationships. What's the most important key in doing that? Because you, the parents of athletes, when they see, sometimes they'll see me from afar and just think, you know, blonde hair or whatever, and they'll be like, Annie, and they're so excited to see you. And I'm like, I'm sorry to disappoint you. I'm not Annie, but you know, just, uh, you know, the, the really, it's, it's evident how much the families, um, you know, love you and kind of see you as a, as an extension of their family. How do you, how do you go about that? Well, communication is key to building relationships, but I always say listening above everything else, because when you can figure out how to ask the right questions and get people to talk, all of a sudden they're, you know, outlining, like I said, their goals, their dreams, their wants for their children or even for themselves. And um, when they can say that out loud, um, you know, people are very visual people, but also auditorily, they when they hear things, um, I think it helps um, because then it also allows me to kind of figure out what we need to do in order to ensure that we, we can provide what they're specifically requesting or asking for. So communication, but even beyond just communication, active listening, turning that soundtrack off in your mind when you know you have a million other things going on, you're thinking about that, actively listen, be present, actually hear what they have to say. All right, good stuff, Annie Hansen. We appreciate your time. I know you're busy. Uh, best of luck, and we'll, we'll be hopefully seeing you soon. Absolutely. <laughs> you guys take care, okay? The Sooner Sports Podcast is brought to you in part by AT&T, America's best network. Academy Sports and Outdoors, the preferred sporting goods retailer of Oklahoma Athletics. And Metroplex Electric, we can be your electrician. Here is What's on Tap presented by Hug and Hall. Make sure and tune into this week's Sooner Classics Thursday featuring the 2013 Bedlam Thriller in Stillwater, the heroics of Blake Bell, which led to a berth in the Sugar Bowl. And speaking of that classic game, also on tap this week for Saturday night, Oklahoma versus Alabama coming up this week on the Sooner Sports Podcast. Again, that's What's on Tap presented by Hug and Hall Equipment Company, now offering a site screening tent package for any customer wanting to set up a covered area to screen employees and visitors before entering. Contact Hug and Hall today. So awesome, awesome stuff from Annie. Um, so much that to take away, to dive into. Um, I think, uh, you know, a lot of people kind of put it on her because there aren't a lot of women doing what she does. And there certainly wasn't when she started that she kind of, um, you know, it kind of gets labeled that she was a trendsetter or broke the barriers. And she's very quick to point out that, um, you know, she didn't do it on her own. It takes help. And she's had a lot of help 
along the way to get her to where she is. And she also mentioned she still doesn't do it on her own. You know, she has a great social team, digital team that even Sooner Vision, we help out in recruiting a little bit, providing videos and that kind of thing. So I think just her owning up to that and that would that's what makes a good leader, Jess. Yeah, like and she's not lead other people. Yeah, and, and I think too, and we didn't get into that, but just be, be personally, because I do get to work alongside her um, quite closely covering football. You know, she asked me for some videos sometimes to, you know, um, maybe that pertains to a specific recruit um, or, or maybe a specific position or a specific coach um, that, you know, I kind of have helped in the past a, a, just a little bit, but, um, you know, she, she throws out a lot of ideas and she's not afraid to throw out those ideas and maybe some of them land, maybe some of them don't and kind of what she was talking about. Maybe she throws out an idea and people help her tweak that to get it to where it needs to be. So it's not just, um, it, don't be afraid to mm -hmm. throw out a crazy idea. Maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. Maybe someone can help you get to where it is a great idea. And that's how you build off something. Like I know even just you and I just like, when we do features or interviews or I'm doing play by play and you're doing sideline or vice versa, you're doing play by play, I'm doing sideline. Like I always run stuff by you and I think that makes it stronger, right? Like sometimes I could think I have the best hit on a sideline and you're like, maybe not, <laughs> maybe not do that. And like vice versa, like you'll ask me about gymnastics stuff when I'm doing play by play and I can kind of help you tweak. Yeah, these are 610 vaults, but this is why this one looks different or whatever. Like there's power in numbers and I love that she is not afraid to be bold about her ideas but also kind of be thankful to her staff when they're like how about we tweak it this way and it could be great you know and she won't um wasn't wouldn't give herself a lot of credit but I'm telling you those families of those recruits those recruits love her um are appreciative of those relationships she builds she she genuinely does it's not just for recruiting um you as a football player and that's it once you get here you know she maintains those relationships throughout um you know she's getting to a point where she's now that she's been here long enough she's she's built kind of the years that you know some of the players that are coming in she's helped recruit for a while now and so you know she she builds those relationships and um, you know, the, the, the families absolutely adore her. There's no doubt about it. And, um, you know, I think it's also important to, um, and uh, the way that she was um, impacted and influenced and had uh, role models and leadership from other women and was empowered by other women like Nikki Moore. Um, she's now doing that. Um, I can speak for, um, you know, my personal, I, I there was a, a girl, Emily Dunford, superstar, love her. She worked for us at Sooner Vision and was kind of trying to figure out what she wanted to do. And, you know, we kind of talked about, I thought she'd be great at recruiting. I thought she'd kind of could follow along in those footsteps of Annie. And who better to learn from than Annie, someone that, that's kind of helped pioneer this, this deal a little bit. And so um, when, when Emily and I kind of started having that conversation, and I introduced her to Annie and basically that's all I had to do. And then Annie kind of welcomed her in with open arms and I haven't really had to do much since. I kind of opened the door, introduced them. And then Annie's been, I know, great to Emily and Emily adores her and Emily has learned so much from that. So I, I just think, you know, being open and willing to um, help, to receive the help, to ask for the help, but then also to pass along that help. 
Yeah, and you mentioned the families of recruits. I mean, so many people adore Annie Hansen, but I saw a tweet from her last week, and it was a simple tweet, and it said something on the lines of grateful to work at Oklahoma, and a little bit more than that, but that was the premise. And you should see the comments underneath that all these Sooner fans and Sooner Nation in itself is like, we're grateful for you, Annie. You're amazing. You're a rock star. It's just cool to see, like, people truly show their appreciation for what I consider hard work. Yep, no doubt. So we appreciate um, Annie coming on. It has been crazy. You know, I've been texting her throughout um, this week trying to get this lined up, but she's been, you know, in and out of, of uh, recruiting visits, virtual recruiting visits and, and whatnot. So a busy, busy schedule for Annie Hansen. So we appreciate her taking the time out and um, coming, hopping on this podcast with us. I think we can all take a lot away from that. And uh, we appreciate you guys. I had um, Jackie Livingston, shout out to Jackie and Chris Plank. Both of them had um, some questions that they uh, submitted that, you know, I thought were great questions to, to throw in there because it isn't just about us as broadcasters interviewing her. She, there's a lot of perspective she can give to a lot of different people and, and as they kind of chase career goals. So appreciate um, all of the input and, and feedback from everybody and keep it coming, man. Let us know who you want. We'll, we'll try to maybe um, get some, uh, get it out there a little bit sooner of who we might have on. And that way, if you, you guys have some questions or, or have specific things that you want us to talk about with some of these guests, cause man, uh, so much that you can take away um, beyond just, you know, doing these interviews and, and just, you know, you, you can take a, a lot away personal, personal gain from a lot of these, these people. All right. So that will do it on the Suter sports podcast for Jess and Meg, follow Meg, Meg underscore underscore McDonald. I'm at Jessica Cootie, and uh, we look forward to talking to you next week here on the Sooner Sports Podcast, the OU Women's Wednesday. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate, not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.